Hello, this is Mr. Knight, VP of Diversity here at St. Edward High School, along with my co-host, David Dow. You are now listening to In My Shoes Podcast. Tonight, on, tonight we have Omar Fatan, uh, as everybody can see. Um, he was a St. Edward graduate of 2018. Uh, my brother's class, they had a great class. Played football, and uh, he wrestled at St. Ed's. Um, he, uh, he's also he created, he did some stuff like off the field and off the wrestling mat. He created the Muslim Student Association and, um, he was a member of the diversity club at St. Ed's, which is obviously, you know, I think, um, it was, he was perfect for this because, you know, that's right, you know, right, right up our alley. So, um, currently he plays college football at Air Force and he's majoring in management and management, um, in the United States or Air Force as well. And, uh, also, just got to give him a special shout out because we were supposed to have Delvon Rowan tonight, but he had kind of like an emergency, um, or not an emergency, but like a last minute audition. Uh, so we were able to have Omar get on for us, and um, we really appreciate it, Omar. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. So we can dive right into it. Man. We already kind of uh, started talking about it a little bit, but I think the first thing that, um, you know, that I want to hear and everybody else wants to hear is, you know, again, like like I just said, you're playing Division One football, right, which, you know, I know the level of uh, – um, commitment and, you know, work and time that that takes, but then also um, dealing with the military regiment as well, being in the Air Force. So I guess kind of take it, we can start with when you first got there, right? You know, you're bright, you're wide-eyed, you don't really know what to expect. I know those are probably some of like the hardest, uh, you know, <laughs> the hardest months there. So take us through like um, when you first got to college and how you were able to adjust and things like that. Well, I remember getting there on A day and it was almost just my whole life just changed right then and there. You know, I had went from being, you know, a high school graduate, um, you know, football student, you know, no big deal then to having everyone come running at me, telling me, you know, to get in line, stop smiling, get your shoulders back, turn up, you know, right off the bus, you know. Um, so the biggest adjustment definitely was the military. And you know, I'm grateful for that adjustment. I mean, I learned so much from it. Um, you know, my college experience is a lot different than a lot of other Division One athletes across the country solely for that reason. Um, you know, there's not an institution in the world other than Army and Navy um, where men have to go through basic training. You know, not only, you know, a lot of times athletes like to talk about all oh, fall camp, how tough it is, you know, how grueling it is from high school to college and the transition that athletes need to make um, in that process. But for guys like me who, you know, went to the academy, you know, we had to transition from student to the military, go through six weeks of basic military training, which anyone who's in the military knows how difficult and challenging that is and how much it pushes, um, pushes you mentally, physically. Um, then, you know, you go through all of that then as soon as you're done, that's the same very day you have practice and the fall camp starts. Um, so it's almost as if, you know, you don't get a break. And that challenge, um, learning how to balance it all was just, has been a progress and a learning development um, throughout these past couple of years. And I'm still learning and I'm still feel like I'm growing through this um, ongoing challenge. Yeah. Definitely. And then kind of take us through like, so maybe, you know, so let's fast forward to now, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
And actually, let's kind of back up a second. So kind of explain to the people, um, you know, to the viewers, like the current situation, like, you know, I know, you, you know, you guys opted out, like some of you opted out, but obviously Air Force is still playing this year. And just, you know, obviously me and you are working out together. So we, you, I know, but I'm just kind of explain like your current situation uh, regarding Air Force. Yeah, so, um, you know, due to the pandemic and everything that's been going on, our general at the time um, gave everyone the option at the start of the year um, if they wanted to take a semester off uh, to come home and help out with the family, um, you know, amongst other lots of reasons uh, that they had the option to do so and it won't be penalizing them whatsoever. Um, so a lot of me and I would say about 50 other guys, you know, once our season was canceled, you were like, you know, this would be a great opportunity for us to go home, you know, spend time with family, help out with the family, um, you know, as well as help us on the football side of things, considering off season was initially canceled. Um, then obviously the season came back on, um, just like Ohio State and Big Ten, you know, Mountain West Conference, we came back on. Um, but at that point, it was just too late um, to go back to school. Um, so right now I've just been, um, you know, taking advantage of this time home. Um, I'm over here coaching with uh, Coach Augie um, in the strength and conditioning side of it. So it's been a blessing to be able to give back uh, to the Santa Rosa community in that way, um, as well as, you know, just training on my own and just, you know, getting better day in and day out. You know, you're there with me. You know how it is. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely uh, will be getting in over at T3. But um, we'll kind of take us through, like I said, fast forward to now, take us through like a day in the life of like your regimen. So like, you know, from the start, from you wake, from when you wake up to when you go to bed, um, it, when you're at, when you're, when you're in Colorado at the at Air Force. Um, so the, the days vary. Um, what's always consistent is the time I wake up. I'm usually waking up at 530 in the morning every day. Um, freshman year was even earlier. Freshman year was usually around 5 a.m. Freshman year was a different breed. Um, <laughs> freshman year, I would say you probably have maybe three to 400 uh, people leave the academy um, just out of just pure, you know, exhaustion. I mean, it, it is it is grueling. Um, and a lot of that is is part of the process, the way the academy does it. Um, as a freshman, um, you don't have much say. Um, you are you are told to be a follower. And in a sense, it's 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 humbling because a, a man like me, I always felt like I was took a leadership role in my life. Um, but as I've learned through the years, in order to be a good leader, you have to learn to be a good follower. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that everyone who's in a leadership role or supervisor role can benefit from and learn from. Um, so that's exactly what the academy does freshman year. Um, they had me waking up, you know, at 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, we would all, you know, they'd beat on our doors, yelling and screaming in the morning, get up, get up. We'd run into the hallway. Then we would stand in the hallway, you know, everyone's half asleep, you know, in our uniforms. And they would just had us yell like um, random facts throughout the day. Like, like what's <laughs> lunch today? You know, like we had to, sir, ma'am, the lunch for today is blah, 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 blah. And the duties of the day is blank, blank, blank. And, you know, we had to stand there and yell, you know, for 30, 40 minutes, um, just for pure discipline. You know, there wasn't really much benefit to this type of training, but it, would have, it taught us one discipline. And, and, you know, for people who didn't really have that much hardship in life, um, this is that time to make up for that. 
you know so you know we would start off with that then um oftentimes you would we'd have to we'd go to we go to breakfast right afterwards and the freshmen always had different rules so the freshmen always had to greet everybody in the hallways so if you're upperclassmen you know i had to and so let's say you're in a you know just like imagine like college dorms you know it's kind of like the same setup um so there's usually about 30 freshmen and like 110 um upperclassmen yeah. and we to know every single one of those people's names, their job, um, the job at the academy, like what their role was um, in their class year. And we had to say that to them. So like, if I had to greet you, it'd be like, you know, good morning, cadet, third class, David Dowell, yeah. staff sergeant. Okay. You know, and I had to know that for 110 people. Um, <laughs> we got quizzed on it too. They, they had no mercy. Yeah. If you didn't know but somebody's name, you're dropping down, you're doing push-ups, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you wanted to go to breakfast or anytime you wanted to go on the, what we call the TZO, kind of like the courtyard where the cafeteria is and overall, like the entire campus, really. Um, you know, you had, you couldn't take the direct route. So like if, if it was easy just to go, you know, directly across, you know, to the cafeteria, you had to take the long route. So you had to go all the way around. They just had y'all doing stuff for no, like just hard stuff for no reason. Just hard stuff for no reason, you know, and looking, look, when I was, while it was happening in my head, it definitely was for no reason. I'm like, you know, sometimes, you know, your, your head's in the grind, you know, you know, you're down in the dumps, you know, you're exhausted. Um, and at the time you're like, why am I doing this? You know? Now, um, as I've grown and I've learned, and now I'm in, I was in a position where I was a superior and I was leading people who are underneath me. Um, I look back and I saw a lot of benefit from it because solely for the fact that, like I said, people who haven't gone through much hardship in life, they're going through that right now. And I'm a firm believer that hardship, um, a healthy amount, you know, a healthy amount of hardship, a healthy amount of hard work. Um, is healthy for everyone. And I think it's very needed, especially in the life that we live, live in today. Um, you know, we have to be able to handle like what the world throws at us. I mean, look at this pandemic. You know, one of the biggest things that we talk about at the academy is flexibility, right? The, the key to air power is flexibility um, because we have to be flexible in how we live our life. You know, we gotta be able to react and move and continue to thrive in what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, and I think of the academy did a great job of that. You know, it didn't matter if I had to be up at 5.30 in the morning. It didn't matter if I had to run everywhere I went. You know, it didn't matter, you know, what my schedule was. You know, it didn't matter if I had class all day, then had to go, then right afterwards, I had to go to military training. Right after military training, I had to go to football practice for six hours, seven hours, you know, then come back up and then do, you know, five hours of homework. Yeah. You know, you learn to just, that becomes who you are and you learn to just adjust and roll with the punches, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that's something that us, you know, to learn from, especially at Ed's, you know, young men, yeah. um, you know, who want to achieve, um, you know, higher goals and standards in life, you know, they have to learn to roll with the punches, to take what life, you know, gives you and yep. keep going. Absolutely. And you talked about being like flexible, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's, that's key just because life is ever changing. You know what I'm saying? Things are forever changing. Like 
you know, a year ago, if you think that everybody would be sitting in a pandemic lockdown, you know, nobody would be thinking that. So it's just, <laughs> oh yeah, got to be prepared, prepared for whatever, and um, you know, just continue to, like you said, roll with the punches. And another thing that you said uh, early on, like you were talking about, um, sometimes you got to follow before you lead. And I think even more so what you're talking about is like, sometimes you got to lead by example, right? So you may not be the guy that's like being vocal, you know, but, oh, yeah. and, and you may have somebody else that's, you know, more of a vocal leader in front of you, but um, you can always lead by your actions. You know what I'm saying? I think we sometimes have a lot of freshmen on here that, you know, when you come into a freshman at college or whether it's at St. Edwards, you got to be able to lead by example first, show that you're willing to put in the work. And then after that, people start to trust you. People start to see um, the level of commitment that you have and you'll kind of gain some more responsibility from that. So I think that's definitely big. Um, and then, so let's talk about like, and what were, what were some ways that St. Edward um, kind of prepared you for that shift that, you know, one being out on your own in Colorado, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's far from home. You, know, you, oh, yeah. you live in Lakewood, that's right down the street from St. Edward. So kind of talk about that. And then um, just in what ways St. Edward did prepare you uh, for, for being out there? Um, you know, it definitely was a huge adjustment. You know, any um, high school student who goes from graduating to, you know, going out of state or even in state, even just even just a couple hours away, um, that's a big adjustment. You know, no matter where you are, no matter, you know, what school you're going to, it's going to be tough. Um, and I think St. Ed's did a great job at preparing me for that college responsibilities. Um, uh, especially compared to that of, you know, a lot of friends, a lot of my friends who went to public schools, you know, they had a lot of hard, a lot more hard time um, adjusting to that college atmosphere. And I think that's the way that St. Ed's um, conditions our students, um, you know, to not only just be um, students, but to be well-rounded, you know, men of character, um, you know, the way we, you know, do service. You know, the, the way we run our classes and the way it makes us, um, like when I was there, I, it was a little bit different for you, but when I was there, we had the block schedule. So your classes were always ever changing. Right. And that's, and that's exactly how college is. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not gonna have the same classes every single day. Um, so you have to learn to organize, you know, keep track of your workload um, and handle it all at your own pace. Mm -hmm. And I um, think that did a great, great job of that. Um, so it definitely prepared me you know, more than I could have asked for. But I think the biggest thing that helped me was 110% the culture at St. Edward. Um, and a lot of that is, um, you know, that hard work effort mentality. You know, if, if you're going to be at St. Ed's, you know, you're going to be working hard on something. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, if you're in sports, you're in band any core curricular activity, you're gonna be working hard. Why? Because that is the culture that is developed at St. Ed's. Right. Um, you know, you just kind of really don't, um, don't fit in really if you're not working hard almost. Is this, Cause it's kind of like, that's what everyone wants to do. Yeah. Everyone wants to be great, great at St. Ed's. If you're at St. Ed's, it's because you want a higher level of learning. You want a higher standard for yourself. Um, and I'm a firm believer in that. And you know, all my best friends, you know, at St. Ed's, they either, you know, were getting full scholarships from athletics or they were getting scholarships, you know, to do school, you know. Um, some are, some even decided to take the business route and now they're doing very well for themselves, you know, and they have their, their entrepreneurs, you know, and they're thriving at the age of 20. Um, and I think this is, that's exactly what that culture at St. Ed's did 
was to condition ourselves to strive for that, strive for excellence. I'm pretty sure that was one of our um, school themes. Yeah, the, the mantra one year, I think I kind of remember. Yeah, yeah. strive for excellence, you know? Um, so, you know, just that culture, that culture truly allowed me to adjust because even when I was at St. Ed's, I was, you know, I was still waking up in the, I was waking up before school, I was training in the morning, you know, I would uh, in the off season. So when it's not when it wasn't football, when it was wrestling, I would train in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go through school, then I would go to wrestling practice. Then after wrestling practice, I'd go get lift again. Yes, sir. Yeah. So um, that hard work mentality, and I wasn't the only one doing this. I know guys who were playing basketball who were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just that mentality, that culture of hard work, discipline, and striving for excellence that really took me to that next level um, from transitioning from high school to college. Yeah, like you said, it's definitely the culture. I always look at it as, um, you know, like you said, everyone's striving to do more, to be better. And if you're not, you know, you're almost like kind of like the odd man out, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like a natural thing, um, every kind of everybody kind of brings each other along and brings each other together. And I think that's one of the best things about saying is, um, and like you said, it, it helps you beyond saying is in college and then just in life in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so let's talk about, um, you know, those of us that know, you know, that religion is really important to you. Right. And um, so what are some of the like the difficulties um, of practicing your faith while being a football player, like while being in the and being in the military and even maybe it's not necessarily some difficulties, but just some different things um, mm-hmm. going to a Catholic school and being Muslim. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of talk mm-hmm. to us about that. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll start out with Ed's. Um since I feel like Ed's is a huge reason why I'm so strong in my faith. Um, you know, at the, when I first got into St. Ed's, you know, I wasn't as strong. Like I truly, I truly believed in my faith, but I wasn't as strong and I wasn't as practicing and constantly being surrounded um, by men of faith. You know, I think that alone increased my own, um, you know, as a freshman, I, I used to pray underneath the stairwell. Um, because I just, I was, I was so shy of who I was, you know, at the time, you know, when I was a freshman, um, there was only two Muslims in the school, um, maybe three, you know? Um, so at the, you know, we, you know, I personally was very shy of my faith. And at the, as the years went on, you know, um, I know our school mantra was like the courage to act, um, you know? So while I developed, while I got stronger in my faith, um, I learned to become more proud of my faith. You know, I learned to accept who I, you know, to be more accepting of who I was. And because um, I loved my, I loved my faith. And I think the, the more I learned about it, um, the stronger I became in it, the more and the more, cur- the more courage mm-hmm. I need to act upon it, just as our school mantra was at that time. Yep. Um, and so I went from, you know, praying underneath the stairwell to, you know, praying open in the library. Um, and Miss Wagner, you know, to this day, you know, you know Miss Wagner. I mean, this yeah, I love Miss Wagner, man. Sweetheart, you know, just, just over, just an angel, you know. Um, you know, she was, she would always, you know, express so much um, love and respect to me in that, and when seeing me pray, and you know, she, she would always um, express to me, you know, how um, inspiring it was. And other people would come up and ask me about my faith and say, "Hey, why do you pray like this?" Or, "Hey, why do you do this?" and you know, I think the community at St. Ed's was just so accepting to me um, that it truly led me to, to feel this empowerment 
of my faith, you know, and St. Ed's gave me the ability to be strong in who I was. Yeah. And, that all, and then that led to, you know, the development of the MSA, um, you know, where, you know, at the time, I think we started having more Muslims come through the, come through the years. Um, we developed MSA and I think it was around the same time the diversity club was coming up. So, you know, it was nice because we kind of worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, and we, what we did is we um, brought together men and sometimes even women because we worked some, with some Connor schools over at St. Joe's and St. Um, Mag's. And we brought men and women together where we discussed, you know, life, faith, um, not just in, in using Islamic principles, but bringing all faiths together and to discuss, you know, how we ourselves can be a better community to be better brothers, you know, to one another here at St. Edward, as well as in, you know, the world today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm truly grateful for St. Ed's for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then this took, uh, you know, that transpired into the military, right. um, where, you know, I went from, you know, well, but just to backtrack, I mean, I went from being, you know, one of the few Muslims in a high school to being, you know, one of the few Muslims, you know, I went from being 30 and about a thousand to about 30 Muslims and 4,000, maybe even 5,000, you know, so it was, it was like a whole new learning process again, but saying that gave me that ability to, again, to be proud of my faith, to, you know, tell the, my superiors like, hey, I need to fast today, um, or or a better example is, you know, in basic training, mm-hmm. basic training, I had to have the courage to ask my superior, hey, I need to take a five minute break from the drill that we're doing right now. And I need to go pray. Yeah. Um, truly believe that St. Edward gave me that courage, you know, to, to, to truly stand up and express my beliefs and be proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. Have to ask that question to practice my faith the way it needs to be practiced. Um, and the Air Force Academy was extremely, extremely supportive and um, very uh, open to accepting me and as well as my, all, all the other Muslim brothers and sisters over there um, to practice our faith and do so openly, respectfully, um, the, you know, no, um, no uh, what's it called, Islamophobic tolerance whatsoever. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I, and one thing I always thought about uh, you know, one of my best friends, Ibrahim Momid, you know, so like him and then also you, I know, like it would be times where you guys would, um, you know, have to fast during training camp sometimes, you know, and that yeah. I, I know that's got to be a whole different, uh, <laughs> a whole different beast as well. So just to have that level of commitment, I always definitely had, you know, like, oh, yeah, and it was tough for sure. I mean, going through um, fall camp, you know, and sometimes 100 degree heat, um, you know, and no food, no water. Um, from sunrise to sunset, you know, going through that truly taught me a lot of discipline. Um, and, and, you know, my coaches, you know, I say, and as I remember Coach Pappas and Coach Lombardo, like, man, I even water? Like, <laughs> like, I remember Coach Rock coming up to me, he's like, listen, and you know how Coach Rock is, he pulls me aside, he's like, you want to take a sip, I'm not going to tell anybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I just smiled and grinned, gave him a big hug, and like, I'm good. I'm good, you know, and, you know, they supported me and, you know, uh, get through it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. 
And uh, so you talked about, you know, you're a member, you, you, you started um, the MSA club and then you remember the, the diversity club as well. So just talk about how, um, one, what diversity means to you and then, you know, how it affects your everyday life and just like how, how important it is to you. Oh, yeah, no, I think it means everything. I mean, um, what Mr. Knight has done, as well as the Santa Rita community in developing that diversity club into what it is to now, I think is absolutely amazing. I mean, I look at St. Ed's now, you know, as being a coach, and I'm seeing how much more diverse it even was, it, it is now compared to when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. And I think because when you're spending time with, um, with people of different backgrounds, different colors, different religions, um, different socioeconomic um, upbringings, you truly learn life. You know, I had best friends, you know, who, who were really at the bottom. You know, they, they, you know, they, they had a tough upbringing, you know, didn't live in the best neighborhoods, but also had, you know, best friends who, you know, were very, living very, very well from the South. And, you know, we got along, everybody got along just fine, you know, with the cohesion that was developed at St. Ed's. Um, and, you know, you truly learn to you develop a better understanding and empathy, uh, empathy mm-hmm. for people's upbringings, people's cultures, um, and a true deeper level of acceptance. You know, and I'm seeing that at St. Ed's, you know, some stuff that was maybe um, um, some questions that some uh, some stuff that was brought up at saying that is that maybe when I was a freshman would have been looked down upon as unprofessional is now looking as, okay, this is that person's culture and we need to be open and we need to be accepting. I think that's just absolutely amazing. Right. Uh, and I think it's something that's becoming a lot more common in the world we live in today. And I think by learning it now, um, in high school, these young men will be better prepared in life, um, you know, and as well as in my, in my faith, um, you know, um, God mentions in the Holy Quran, um, he says, you know, we created you amongst different tribes and different people so that way you can get to know each other and to, and to take care of one another, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so God created us different, you know, but for a sole purpose of us learning to better understand each other, love one another, take care of one another, um, you know, and I think it's a pinnacle, it's a very strong stance in my faith, as well as in the St. Edward community. Um, so I, I think diversity is um, you know, almost, uh, diversity is mandatory, I think, in amongst all institutions, and I think it needs to be necessary for us to have better inclusion among um, our communities. Yeah, and I think diversity is inevitable. Like you said, we're all different, you know, and those things, deserve and need to be celebrated, you know what I'm saying? Not like, uh, you know, not the opposite. They need to be celebrated and talked about um, and almost like kind of put on a pedestal. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, so so kind of talk to us about um, some of your best memories of saying this, whether it's like on a football field, uh, you know, like whether it's, you know, the wrestling matches or, or just in the halls of saying this, just talk about some of your best memories. With, with. Man. Um... You know, a lot of people ask me these questions, um, you know, and it's just so hard because, I mean, you yourself, you know, like, man, at St. Ed's, like, every day was a new memory. Yeah. It truly was, you know, an overall an amazing experience, you know, and at the time when you're going through, you're like, man, I can't wait to get to college, you know, then you look back and like, wow, like, I wish I would have just took it a little bit slower and just embraced it all, you know, because... Every single day was it was a new memory to be cherished, you know. I mean, obviously, of course, you know, 
being at, you know, winning state championships, you know, I'll never forget, you know, you know, on the sidelines watching everybody, you know, hugging and, you know, kids tearing up, you know, like I'm just pure joy, um, you know, that we took, you know, all these people from different backgrounds, you know, different upbringings to and a common goal in winning a state championship title. Mm -hmm. you know, we're known for winning state championship titles um, in amongst all sports, not just football or wrestling, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to do that, you know, was, was truly, truly amazing. You know, every day at practice, you know, Coach Rock saying something goofy, yeah. you, know, or, you know, Coach Pappas doing odd things that push. <laughs> 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 You know, just, um, you know, just goofing around in the locker room, you know, everything. I mean, in the day to day life, you know, just it was it was truly was um, it truly was an amazing experience that I can't just choose one memory, but all of them just deserve to be cherished. Definitely. So uh, so Desmond Johnson um, has a question. He said, uh, how can I be curious about someone's religion that is different than mine without being insensitive and rude? So kind of maybe like. How can he inquire or um, kind of learn more without like, you know, but knowing the right things to say or kind of how to um, approach that type of situation? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, I've happened to me a lot of saying that, you know, um, and, and I feel like the best way is just, you know, approach with a smile. You know, you come up someone smiling right away, you know, they're going to smile back at you. Um, you know, just having a smile, you know, and saying, hey, I don't mean to, you know, be offensive or anything like that. I just, I'm truly just trying to learn. Um, and I've had so many people do that. And I tell them, you know, nothing's offensive. You know, I understand what we see at the media. I understand what people may have told you or your upbringing. Maybe people would have, you know, taught you to believe. Um, so whatever you have to say, you know, as long as you're not trying to offend me, you know, I wholeheartedly will open up to you. You know, and I think if you're just respectful, you know, loving, I think if you approach anyone, you know, they'll approach you the same way you come at them. Yeah, you, you said it right there, like respect, you know, that's ultimately what people want at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You may not agree with somebody, whatever it is, but if you show respect and uh, show kind of compassion and things like that, you yeah. know, you can kind of work it out, whatever situation is, whatever you want to know or whatever it may be. Um, and then, so what do you think about, or what is the most effective way to meet um, with important clubs such as the MSA or the diversity club um, through these times of COVID, that's that's a definitely good question. Mm, that's you know that's a tough question. And uh, we were talking about earlier about flexibility, right? Um, you got to be able to do, you know to adapt and keep moving on. Um, I think what we're doing right now, I think anybody who's in this meeting right now, I think it's phenomenal. Um, you know, we have to learn to adjust into the world we're living in today. If that means you know having Zoom meetings, it means having Zoom meetings. Um, you know, and just just trying to make effort, I feel like just to make time for things that, you know, could better ourselves. You know, I think anybody who's being involved in, in the diversity club, I think it's phenomenal. And I think they should continue to be involved, continue to make effort. You know, we have to make effort for things that will benefit us and, you know, we'll do good for the world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you said, uh, um, I think even, even now, you know, like reaching out to people that you know are in the clubs or yeah um, you know like just checking up on one another i mean yeah. i guess that's it's something that's so downplayed if you just shoot someone a text and say hey hey man i'm thinking about you hope you're doing good you know stay healthy you know like you you may make someone's day just by sending that text you know yeah. it's something as small as that you know does he have to be someone you're close with like hey 
you know, I know we don't have had a club in a while and I only see you really at the, you know, diversity club. I just want to check in and see how you're doing, man. Like something like that, you make someone's day, you know? Definitely. Yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, like, you know, just checking up on people and things like that is definitely big, especially during this time, you know what I'm saying? Especially oh, yeah. even like around, like, you know, you get around holiday season and things like that, you just never know. So definitely exactly. know, like, out to people. Um, so any, like, um, advice you want to give to current saying that students? And I'll, I'll reframe the question like this. So put yourself back in your shoes when you were walking through the halls of St. Edward, right? Things that you know now that maybe you would want to tell yourself back then, or if you could go back, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but um, yeah. there's some different things that maybe you would have done differently or um, some things that maybe you would have, you would tell, like I said, current staying ed students or, or the things that you might've told yourself or would have done differently if you could do it over again. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I think there's quite a few things for me. Um, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, I left St. Ed's very content and very happy with the decisions I made there. Um, sometimes I feel like I got too, you know, if you're an athlete in this um, Zoom, you know, I'm talking to you right now. Sometimes you get too caught up in trying to be an athlete. You know, there's so much more to life. You know, there's so much to more to, of who you are. You know, you're not just an athlete. You know, you're a human being. You know, you're, you know, you're a young, aspiring young man with goals and aspirations that are far more out the reach than just whatever sport you play. Um, so I definitely would say, you know, be more involved, you know, with all clubs um, going on, you know, I know it's hard because of Corona, um, but if not clubs, but, you know, teach yourself things, you know, like learn how to play an instrument, you know, like something as simple as that, you know, learn, learn a new language, you know, Rosetta Stone, you know, like, um, you know, get some side hustles going, you know, try to make some extra money, you know, um, one of my best friends, Darnell, you know, in high school, he, he had a new business every other week. You know, one week he was selling T-shirts, you know, one week, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the dudes like um, uh, they would, you know, do like um, DoorDash, you know, at school, like delivering kids. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's allowed, so I'm sorry if I'm stitching, but, you know, I just think that's phenomenal that, you know, um, because these these guys are aspiring to going far beyond of what what they're told to be, and that's just a student athlete. So I think there's so much so much more to be out there in life to learn, um, to grow from, and to overall just you know make a difference in the world. You know, far more than just sports. Yeah, one thing I always say whenever I talk to you know, younger people um, is find something that you're passionate about outside of just playing the sport, right? So you can do something if if you love sports and you eat, sleep, and breathe sports, that's great, but find something that you like to do, um, you know, whether it's, you know, I don't know, on the high school level, maybe it, whatever, it could be like broadcasting, right, or yeah. like, you know, business side of things, or maybe helping out the athletic director, you know what I'm saying, like helping them see, yeah. see or even just shadowing them, seeing what they do, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, sports ends for everybody, you know, at some point, whether yeah. it's after high school, whether it's after college, whether it's after a 10-year professional career, which is obviously, you know, that's mm -hmm. less than 1%, so um, and then, like you said, one thing I always, um, one thing I always kind of wanted to, or like looking back college and in high school was, I wish I would have got more involved outside of just athletics, right? So yeah. got more involved around campus, got more involved doing different things around St. Edward. Um, that definitely goes a long way. So you definitely hit it head right, hit it on the head there. Um, so we got another question. Uh, what made you want to enlist? Um, like, so maybe like other than, other than football, obviously, you know, that you had yeah. the scholarship, but what were some other things that made you choose Air Force? Yeah. So, um, 
Um, so at the United States Air Force Academy, you don't really enlist, right? Um, it's an institution developed to create officers um, who will lead the uh, enlisted side of the military. Um, so my decision was a lot bigger than I would say um, than a normal college commitment. Um, you know, you can commit and decommit to other universities. You can go to that university, leave that university, and go play at another university. For me, it was a lot bigger than that. Um, you know, once you're not only committing to playing football at the United States Air Force Academy, you're you're committing to a commitment of five years of military service, um, and I think that's huge. Um, that's that's a huge commitment, uh, and I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, my whole life I always wanted to tell myself that I always wanted to make a difference um, in some way, shape, or form. You know, um, whether it was in sports and life, you know people's minds and the way you think, you know, I always wanted to make a difference in some way, shape or form. And I felt like the Air Force Academy gave the opportunity um, to make a difference in the world, um, you know, more than any other institution or college uh, that, that offered me a scholarship at the time could have, you know, and I felt like the Air Force Academy has put me in a uh, position to make that difference. Yeah. And so talk to us about, um... What do you want to do when you're done playing football, right? So you're you're a junior, like in school, right? Is that what? Yes, it yeah. Yes, so, so you obviously still have some time to think about this, but um, whenever you whenever you're done playing ball, what like what are your next steps? Like, what are kind of some things that maybe you're you don't necessarily know 100 right now, but that you're kind of envisioning that you want to do? Yeah. So um, you know, there's a there's a broad range for that. Um, you know, with the military, um, they they'll choose my career for me. I have some options that I can choose from. Um, whether it's, um, you know, being acquisitions, a, you know, squad leader, lead, leading people uh, below me, a pilot, um, you know, I could be a chaplain, you know, a spiritual leader um, in the military, which is, you know, it's an option, um, amongst other things in the military. Um, but beyond that, you know, the world's a big place. Um, you know, I'll see where life takes me. Um, you know, I love training. You know, training's been part of my life, you know, for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, my, you know, hopefully maybe one day open up my own training facility, get into, you know, training athletes, um, or maybe I'll go into the spiritual side of things and, you know, maybe I'll, um, you know, be a chaplain or your mom, um, you know, we'll see where life takes me in that fashion, but one day at a time, uh, still got to graduate first. So <laughs> you always got to stay in the moment, man. You can't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always say you, 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 you. If you control the present, the future always take care of itself. So that's definitely you definitely got the right mindset. That's facts. That's facts. Uh, so that was my last question. Um, we got like about five more minutes or so. So if anybody else has any more questions, or I can turn it back over to you, Mr. Knight. Great job tonight, Omar and David. Hey, Omar, you, you've been great, man. And you know, um, you 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 are definitely like an example and a role model for a lot of our students. But we have another question. How did you balance both having good grades? and staying on top of extracurriculars at St. Ed's? Um, I think that's a great question. Um, biggest thing is organization. Um, if, especially if you're you know, a younger student at St. Ed's um, or even an older one, it doesn't really matter. Um, buy yourself a planner. Um, planners changed my life, let me tell you. Um, buy yourself a planner, write down all your classes and write down all your assignments for the week. Um, you, you'll be surprised how much more on top they'll make you in your scheduling um, from co-curriculars, you know, whether it's sports or clubs, 
uh, to classes, you know, balancing out, you can work ahead in the week. Oftentimes I used to try to get um, all my assignments done over the weekend, or if you're not able to, then get, you know, try to get a day or two ahead um, on your assignments. And every time I'd finish an assignment, I'd scratch it off, um, keep myself, hold myself accountable, and also give you that sense of uh, productivity. Yeah. Right? You know, ever heard the saying, you know, make your bed in the morning, right? You make your bed in the morning, you know, you've given yourself a sense of pride, um, a sense of productivity in your life, you know, just from the sense, uh, the moment you wake up. Um, so definitely, definitely recommend getting a planner, writing down your assignments, um, and just staying organized in all fashions of your life. You make up early. Omar, I want to ask you this. So I do the diversity. I look at the data. Um, over the last couple of years, we've seen like a large number of, um, uh, of students who are Muslim, like come, not like a large, large, but yeah. it's definitely increasing each year. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Are, are you are you aware of that? Are you oh, yeah. kind of being an ambassador? People <laughs> talking to each other? Like, oh, yeah. What's going on? I know part of it is because we've tried to the best of our ability to be inclusive, you know, to be a hospitable community and culture and so forth. I just want to know if you had any insight before we sign off. Just oh, yeah. Like, I, thought, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, man, insight. my heart was, you know, I was... I was so happy, you know, I was coaching at St. Ed's, you know, you know, I think it was two weeks ago and I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm looking at these names, you know, and they're all, and they're all Muslim and I'm looking at the, like, I got like five Muslim names, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like there were five Muslims in the whole school when I was there and there's just in <laughs> the room, there's five Muslims, you know, and um, it, it made me so happy, you know, and um, so just, just, just to see that, you know, inclusivity and bringing everybody in, I think MSA played a huge role in it, um, showing that we have a spot, you know, an opportunity for Muslims to uh, conjoin together as well as non-Muslims and come together. Um, I, think, I think diversity made a huge impact on that. Um, I, myself at St. Ed's, you know, anytime there was a, a Muslim student, I always make sure I was the one shadowing um, just to show that, hey, like, look, this school will welcome you. And you, and to ensure that their parents, like, hey, look, we will welcome you. You know, just as just as they welcomed me, they will welcome your children. Um, and I do that in my community. Whenever I see, you know, young kids, you know, who are looking to go to high school, I'm like, hey, St. Ed's, you know, um, you're not going to find a better place who in a better institution that will promote you for you to be a better person of faith, regardless of what your faith is. If you're Muslim, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, whatever it may be. This institution will encourage you to have a to have a strong, developed feeling in your faith, as well as um, you know just being a great great person. You know, so I think it's amazing uh, seeing the development over the course of the years, and I hope it continues to grow. We're gonna take one more question. That's a great answer, Omar. Um, Chance's father is on the call, um, James Robinson. He said you had a positive impact on his son, Chance. And um, his question was, um, like, how did you balance, like, your faith and the prejudice, the prejudices that exist, like, in our society? Mm -hmm. So I guess really, you know, like, how has, how does your faith allow you to endure that, to overcome that, to respond to that? Um, I think that's a great question. Um, you know, just as... Um, any type of, you know, racism or um, foul um, 
the foul treatment of any human being. I mean, it's always tough. Um, I know a lot in 2016, um, you know, there was a lot of that going on. Um, there's a lot of hate speech going on. And as a result, there was, there was a lot more hate that was brought into the world, I feel like. Um, and I, I myself and my family definitely got a, you know, a blunt end of that, I feel like. Um, but it's truly, I think, for me, like we talked about earlier, we talked about rolling with the punches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of pushed me to want to be stronger in my faith. To, you know, to anybody who didn't like me, because of who I am, you know, one, it made me want to show them, you know, why, you know, you know, it made me want to show them what my faith believes and how beautiful it can be to just open up and just respect someone else, you know, regardless of what your view is, you know, you don't have to be my faith, but you can learn to respect, um, at least respect it, you know, and I think um, at St. Ed's, it definitely gave me an opportunity. You know, I, I myself, I went to mass every, you know, anytime there was mass, I was there. I was in attendance. Um, so I, so I, so anyone who I, who I think at St. Ed's who maybe, maybe felt some type of way about my faith, um, when they saw that I was respecting their faith, they learned to respect my own. And I think just that's how our religion teaches. You know, we say, um, uh, um, for you is your religion and for me is mine, you know? So just to have that mutual respect um, and understanding of one another, I think goes a long way. Man, you hit it on the head. You know, your little cousin gave you a shout out. He said, you, <laughs> you're the reason why he came. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I mean, that's kind of what we've been teaching and saying that over the last you know, three, three years with culture humility is just this whole idea of like breaking stereotypes. Like people have stereotypes when they, when they think of Muslim, they think terrorists, you know, they think black and they think violent, you know, they have all, all these stereotypes, they think white, they think rich, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the things that we keep trying to, you know, just instill, you know, that we have to like not assume and just really just take the time to hear each other's story. And so you're a great ambassador you know, on a lot of levels, you know, just as far as your faith, as far as being a St. Edwards graduate, um, and then eventually as far as just being, you know, a graduate of the Air Force. So we're proud of you, we're praying for you, and we appreciate you taking time out tonight to just be a role model and just to give back and just to share your wisdom. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Can I jump in real quick? Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Omar, well, thanks for sharing your story. Sincerely, I say that because you get, I'm glad, I'm glad Mr. Knight tapes these because there was a lot of good stuff that you shared and, and we can go back and listen because it's really important that people hear this from you. Um, I certainly remember you here as a student and I remember you as a leader. I remember what you did with starting the MSA and I, I never knew the story about you behind the steps, but our new Palace and Commons is open. I was giving a tour just a couple of weeks ago and we walked upstairs and uh, I, I stopped everybody and said, hey, we got to turn around and go the other way. I'm like, what's going on? So we got some guys praying over here. And I think most people were expecting, I don't know what the Christian prayer was, but guys were on their knees, right? So they were like, oh, okay. Um, so, you know, not behind the steps, any, you know, the staircase anymore. And, uh, but you led that effort. So thank you for, for making that happen. And um, I mean, just... There's a tremendous leadership going on here. David, thank you for what you're doing, leading these things. I mean, I can't say enough about you and your, your parents and your brothers. I mean, you love the Dow family. Um, 
And we got so many great kids that have graduated from St. Ed's and are, and are maturing in these roles that you guys are emulating every day. And, and it makes me proud to, to call you guys brothers and graduates of St. Ed's. So uh, keep going and, and, and Omar, good luck next year when you guys get started back up and, and stay healthy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's a great way to end this. Thanks, Paul. That was great, man. Much love, Omar. We appreciate you, man.